Thank you, Bella. Really appreciate the introduction. Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. First, I just want to start off talking a little bit about one of my players, That's because that's going to lead into what we're going to discuss. This is a player that we brought on in January, I think January of 2020. The high, some of the high school age teams were interested in a between fall and spring uh, tryout. The, some of them were looking for a few players, so we had that for some strange reason we've got like three oh one teams well they don't exist anymore but at the time you know two or three oh one teams and oh two for some reason we struggle with uh oh four for numbers we have a few on my oh three team that had stayed with us at the uh, age change and everything but anyway so there was a player who came out for oh four but there wasn't going to be an oh four team and so at the tryout she actually just trained with the oh fives we were going in for our practice session right after that, so we had her stay with us, and she practiced with us, and then, you know, we had her come back, and she was kind of just going through the, the winter training, and, and we, we were putting off making a decision. Eventually ended up bringing her on. Obviously, we didn't play in spring of 2020, but here's my point. This went from talking about obstacles and opportunities she showed up for an age group for which there wasn't even going to be a team. Um, because of the timing, we were next. She trained with us. Uh, ended up deciding to bring her on, though we had a huge roster. We actually had a roster of 23 going into spring of, of 2019. Only 21 that were eligible to play. We already had two girls that were going to be out and miss the entire season from uh, high school stuff for injuries. Uh, one an ACL tear. But still, it was 21 players, so we had 20 before we, we brought her on. And then going into our first game this season, we had some issues. Some of the girls who didn't come back, amazingly, it seemed like the players that didn't come back after the year-long break were all center backs. It was unbelievable, and a center mid. So she got an opportunity. This is a player who was, you know, player 21. Bring her on as player 21. She got an opportunity in her first game to start at center back. I, everyone knows, especially at the higher ages, how important that position is. Um, and just know, even knowing your teammates. So we had a completely different revamped back line. She got an opportunity to start, and she went out and she seized that opportunity to the point where, you know, I basically said after the game, I said, I don't know how I'm going to take her out of that position now. She went out and she played hard. She controlled what she could control, and she just played soccer. She wasn't um, thinking about having to impress me or a mistake that she was going to make. She just went out and she played. And she took advantage of the opportunity that she had. She focused on what she could control. And it's really, really important to understand this because there's so many ups and downs. And I think sometimes it affects the parents more than it affects the players. But there are so many up and downs through your um, your youth soccer career. And understand that when things look bad, if you just keep putting in the effort and the time. Good things will happen. You will get opportunities, and they may come out of nowhere, opportunities you didn't even expect, whether you know a player gets hurt or a player doesn't come back or there's a coaching change or the coach puts you in a, in a different position because they have to or whatever, and then and you get that opportunity and you shine and understand that things are always changing, okay? For better and worse, you may think, oh, well, I'm the, I'm the striker on this team and I'm the goal scorer, and then tryout happens and they bring on two new players who are phenomenal at that position and they're going to be playing it next season and you have to adjust and refocus and and maybe develop a different skill set to play somewhere else so what i want to talk about real quick is pre preparation practice passion 
and persistence with the four P's of confidence and development. And as I already mentioned, just seizing the moment, seizing the opportunity when you when you get one. Talk about preparation is extremely important, not just physically, but but mentally and in other things that you do, which I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, but physical preparation, for example, fitness, getting conditioned, obviously that has a huge impact on both your performance, your overall performance, but also on your confidence. If you're not a fit player and you go out into a game and you're playing a tough, tough opponent and you're just smoked, bent over, huffing and puffing after a couple of sprints, you know, 90 seconds into a 90-minute game, you're not going to have a lot of confidence. So there are things like hydration, always making sure you have enough water, you don't get dehydrated. That destroys your uh, performance as well, which hurts your confidence. Nutrition, nutrition is extremely important. It's more important for young athletes, not less important because they're getting exercise, which is how a lot of people look at it. Go check out thesoccerspecialist.com slash nutrition for a lot of information on that. You know, there's sleep. Preparing by getting enough sleep. Rest and recovery is also an important part of it. Obviously, your training. There's nothing that helps confidence. We can talk about all these little tips and tricks and things like visualization and all that, but there's nothing that helps confidence as much as putting in the time and the effort in everything with regard to your soccer, the things I just mentioned, and being prepared. Preparation builds confidence. And in order to be uh, prepared, you need a routine. You need to develop good habits so it's not something you think about, it becomes something you do. You create a routine, you execute the routine, you stick with it, and you give it everything you have. And over time, it's going to make such a huge difference in your uh, development as a player. And obviously, what is involved in that preparation is going to differ on, on age. It can be dependent on age. An 8-year-old is not going to do the same thing as a 15 or 16-year-old. And it could be really simple to start. It could be 10 or 15 minutes of ball work first thing in the morning. Or, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of body weight training at night, which, again, for younger players could simply go out, be doing some body weight squats and some push-ups and some bear crawls, and that's it. Maybe it's watching one pro game every week, which should be really, really easy to do because there's just soccer on all the time. Maybe you pick one move, something like uh, the Matthews, which is on the, the YouTube channel. I think it's the soccerspecialist.com slash YouTube. Find the, the, uh, the Matthews. Pick a move and do that move every day for a month, 30, 50, 100 times. Okay, go. Um, the Matthews is a foundational, uh, foundational move of the 30-day ball control plan, by the way, which you can get at the soccerspecialist.com. Um, there's also mental preparation, okay? Create a pregame routine for yourself that gets your head right for your games. I mean, I know talk about music a lot, so a playlist could be part of it. For some people, it's just one song, and they just play that song over and over. Others need silence. Music is a disruption. You have to do what's best for you there. Music, you could do deep breathing exercises, meditation if that's your thing, positive self-talk, focusing on your body language, visualization for the game. And I just threw a lot of things out there, and we'll get into a lot of these are could be topics of their own podcast. So I'm just kind of giving you an overview right now. Things we'll talk about. Visualization works great for some people, for others, eh. Body language, things like that, and that's why it's kind of finding your routine and trying these different things and finding out what works for you. But look, the willingness to prepare is going to be what separates average players from great players. It's going to be what separates bench warmers from starters. Um, I think it was, it was Vince Lombardi or Paul Bear Bryant. Either way, it was an all-time great uh, football coach 
who said said something like, "Everybody has the will to win, but only champions have the will to prepare to win, and that's what's going to set you set you apart." And again, preparation preparation is so important for building confidence. Okay, you must prepare if you want to build your confidence. Think of it like school preparation, right? You have a test for school. You're not going to be very confident if you never did any of the assignments, never did any of the homework, didn't pay attention in class, and then you go in to take the test. If you did everything as you were going along, if you if you did the homework, if you did well in the homework, if you participated in class, if you studied for the test ongoing and you go into the test, you have a ton of confidence because you are prepared for it, right? So, you know, you've got pregame routine for preparation. As well, I, I mentioned that in one respect with the playlist and that sort of thing, but it's also the night before, the day before, or what have you, and things, you know, get yourself a list. What do you need? Where do you need it? And get that stuff all together the day before a game or the night before, you know, with your bag. You know, you need your ball and your cleats, your water bottle, your uniform. You know, maybe you take a um, power bar, a granola bar, or a banana, or whatever it is, and have that list. Get the stuff laid out and prepared and ready to go so that when it's time to leave for the game, you just grab your stuff. You're not running around looking for a sock that you're missing or a shin guard or, or whatever um, whatever it may be. I want to go back to preparation uh, in terms of the physical, the, the technical aspect of the game for a minute and just kind of give you some numbers because I think this is so huge. And I, I have talked about this before, but let's say you're going 15 minutes a day with the ball. And again, even at age 8 or 9, 15 minutes is nothing. If you really love soccer, you're going to find a way to get 15 minutes a day. That's seven and a half hours a month. It's an extra 90 hours a year on the ball just by doing 15 minutes a day. And look, it can vary greatly depending on the drills you're doing. You know, something like toe touches, you're going to get a much higher number in a minute of toe touches than a more complicated foot skill pattern or a move like the Matthews or something. But let's just say you get a thousand touches, okay? So that's roughly 365,000 extra touches per year over what you've been doing just by training 15 minutes a day. And so understand as you go higher, uh, the gap between the levels of play is really, really gets small and sometimes seemingly tiny or an insignificant change. It's a difference, again, between being stuck, ending a career early, sitting the bench, not making varsity, and playing at a higher level, starting, moving up, you know, playing a higher club level, whatever it may be, going on and playing college. And I mention that a lot when I talk about the things that don't even require talent, right? The checking your shoulder, the movement off the ball, the vision awareness, all that sort of thing. It could really be, and that's to say, it could really be that small. It could really be sim the simple matter of a player that consistently checks their shoulder twice before receiving a pass versus a player that checks it once, right? Maybe you check your shoulder, you see that you have an opportunity to receive a pass, you ask for it, you receive the pass. Someone else checks their shoulder, they have an opportunity to receive the pass, Boom, as soon as the pass is struck, they quickly check their shoulder again. That can be the difference in in your play in terms of moving on and moving up, being a better player. And so I really believe this is one of the biggest things missing from youth soccer. It's our preparation in terms of our repetition and what we do with our training as well. You know, players don't practice moves until they can do them in their sleep without thinking. They try and move and try and move until they sort of get it, and then that's it. But you really need to practice it until you can't get it wrong. And we have this in other sports. Basketball players, 
they do the same move over and over and over again, whether it's a jab, step, crossover, and drive, or a jab, step, and a fadeaway, step back, jumper, or, you know, jab, step, crossover, drive, and a, pu a pull-up, or, you know, the, the floater, or what have you. They get out on their own basketball players, and they do this stuff again and again and again and again against imaginary defenders and then they do it again and again and again in pickup games pitchers are throwing different pitches over and over again quarterbacks they're throwing the down and in over and over and over again but soccer players don't do this they don't go out and practice the step over or the scissors or the matthews over and over and over again and it's a big reason we rarely see these things in our youth games that and, of course, fear of mistakes, which is an adult issue, which is a whole nother problem we'll, we've talked about before, and I'm sure we will again. So, look, pick a foundational move and focus on that for the next week or the next month even better. You know, grab the mat, the Matthews. You can go to thesoccerspecialist.com, sign up for the 30-day ball control. That is the foundational move in that. Give that one a shot. And then real quick, a couple of other uh, of the Ps. Passion. You have to love the game. And look, I get not everyone loves training, especially on their own. They don't all love practice. But if you can't learn to love the training for the game, you need to love the results of the training and love the game enough to do the training. Because without the preparation and practice, you're not going to get where you want to go. And the better you are, I tell you, the better you are, the more fun the game is. Persistence. This goes back to obstacles being opportunities. Never, ever give up. Right. I had one player that couldn't even strike the ball with her laces until she was in, in her, into her teens. Right Now she's 16 and she strikes a very technically sound shot. Probably technically one of, the, one of the better shots on the team in terms of her plant foot and the leg coming through and the connection with the ball and landing on the shooting foot. And look, some, understand, some take more time than others no matter what it is. Development's not a straight line. Some people, they try and move, uh, like the Matthews or the Scissor or whatever, and then boom, they get it right away. Others take weeks or maybe even months, but then it clicks. It doesn't matter how fast you develop. You still need to be persistent in putting in the work. Okay? And if she, if she expected to get it right away in terms of that shot and wasn't persistent, she wouldn't have the shot she has now. She never would have gotten there, okay? Understand that development takes time. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have periods where it seems as if you aren't getting better, and it's normal, and keep putting in the effort, and you will see results. That is it for this one. Uh, go check out Dominate Game Day on Amazon. If you do not have it, the 30-day ball control plan at thesoccerspecialist.com. Impact soccer performance. I promise you it really is coming soon if you are in the facebook group you know where you can get it um and i'm gonna leave it there thanks again for listening i really appreciate everybody listens to every episode and shares it with others it's just fantastic that you do that hopefully we get this out to enough players and we start changing the, the game in a positive way and i will talk to you later mm -hmm.